Welcome to GovCast, connecting with federal IT's top decision makers. I'm your host, Amy Kluber. The Internal Revenue Service is undergoing massive digital modernization, and one key component to that is procurement. Chief Procurement Officer Shanna Webers is taking IRS's One Team, One IRS motto to heart leading a team of contracting professionals to introduce innovative solutions like robotic process automation and AI to streamline workflows. Weber's has exciting initiatives underway that are aiming to transform culture and ensure the agency has the right tools and insight to bring in the technology of the future. Shanna, welcome to GovCast. So great to have you. Hey, Amy, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. So uh, walk us through what brought you to IRS. How long have you been there? I've been at the IRS a little over five years now, and I absolutely love it. I did the first 25 years of my federal career working at Department of Defense and various organizations across the department. And this is my first opportunity working at a civilian agency. And really, I think it's important just understanding how your partners on the right and on the left operate. And having this experience really, I think, well rounds out my acquisition experience across the federal government. Acquisition in defense definitely is a behemoth. So um, I'm sure you learned a lot over there. (laughs) Yeah, it was great. It was really, I I did a lot of different jobs and had so many opportunities afforded to me. It really, I felt very prepared to be an executive and I felt very prepared to be an executive at an organization that I had never worked before. That's great, especially when you consider the mission of the IRS and it touches every single citizen in this country and backing that up, like the technology really has so much impact that a lot of people don't realize, you know, public wise. Did you always want to work in public service? You know, it's interesting. I was actually looking for stability of income and my undergraduate degree is interior design. And when I started out, while I loved the job itself. I hated the fact that I was mostly paid on commission and I had to wait for other people to get their jobs completed before I would get paid. And as a new entrant into the workforce, it was very stressful for me. And so I was really just looking for something that was a little bit more steady. But, you know, serving is really a passion of mine, regardless of whether it's my community, my family, my friends or the American public. That's awesome. Interior design to now like procurement and acquisition. I'm sure there's a lot of a lot more overlaps than people would think (laughs) in those fields. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting. I think that, you know, the fact that my brain works more in the artsy side of things, that it does bring a different perspective to the field. And I feel that that adds a dynamic that is important for, again, you know, looking, the American people are so diverse, like you talked about, and ensuring that each person can see themselves represented in the government organization, as well as the leaders who are working on their behalf. That's great. So considering acquisition and and some of the reform efforts that are going on in government right now, what kind of sparked your interest to go that route and dive more into that specific territory? You know, one of the things I like about procurement is that it is very diverse. There are so many different things that you can do, so many elements that you can touch. It is a profession that is pretty stressful, but it allows you to really use all of the tools at your disposal and do critical thinking and think out of the box. And while people 
look at procurement federal acquisition as being very restrictive with the rules and regulations. There is so much flexibility actually within that. It's just a matter of you understanding what you can do. And if you it doesn't say you can't do it, then I say, let's go for it and try. And so for me, it was really exciting just being able to think out of the box within a in an area that most people think is constrained. What have you learned about federal acquisition and procurement now that you're at IRS and considering all the your previous experiences at DOD and some of the bureaucracy that goes into acquisition, like you mentioned, what have you learned at IRS? I've learned that the it's really, really important for leaders to give their staff top cover, right? In order for people to feel free, bold, and empowered to actually be innovative and try things, that it's important that they know that their leaders have that have their back and can give them that top cover. And really that's what I've learned the most is working at an organization that the culture is pretty risk adverse at the IRS, as you could imagine, and as it should be in most instances, but in the field of procurement of me pushing my staff to be innovative, to be agile, for us to look at speed and cutting out some of the bureaucracy in order for them to come up with those solutions, they really just need to feel confident that I have their back. I tell my staff quite often, the perfect contract is one modification away, right? And so there's nothing really that we can't fix. It's just a matter of us trying it and be open to those different ideas and feeling bold and empowered. Huh, interesting. So considering all the IRS in particular, it's going through a very heavy digital modernization right now. And frankly, all of government is, honestly. So considering that the digital modernization has to have some impact on the acquisition side. um, And I think we're starting to hear that from government throughout the entire space. How have you seen IT modernization impacting how you're kind of thinking about procurement at IRS? Well, it is really interesting. And and so when we talk about modernization, to me, that implies that the IT space is going to be doing something different. And I try to make sure that I understand where that path is going, because our staff may need some training as well to be able to do their job right. We're not just paper pushers at the end of the process. Really, the we are a critical mission enabler to the IRS and to our partners that we work with. And so having an understanding of what those requirements are and what those needs are and the importance of us having the knowledge, skills, and abilities to be able to act and react. And so one area that we have recently started doing, it's part of our transformation, which is game-changing, Amy. It's fantastic, really just leading the way for the procurement and acquisition community across the federal government is creating an innovative contracts lab. And the purpose of the lab is, when you think of words, lab is important, right? Because I think of when I was in chemistry in college or biology and you try things, you experiment and you try things. And so we created this procurement innovation branch, innovative contracting lab to try different procurement methods and techniques, right? We can't continue to do the same thing and expect a different result. And the speed at which technology is changing, we need to ensure that we are also adapting and creating processes that allow us to be able to be that agile arm for the IT organization and create acquisition and procurement methods and techniques that would allow for that type of innovation, bringing in innovation and emerging technology. So that's a real focus area of ours to be able to meet the need of our customers in that digitization space and technology enhancements. Interesting. So what are some of the things that you guys have tested so far? Any success stories? Oh my God, I'm so glad you asked. Yes. (laughs) So we have a procurement 
practice that we call Pilot IRS. And it is an agile down select method. And being in technology, I know that you've heard that they went from waterfall to agile, right? In sprints. And that's the exact same concept that we are doing in procurement, where we start out very small and we give a challenge out to industry. For example, we may say to industry, we want to improve the data accuracy in the federal procurement data system. And we will give you $25,000 to just give us an idea or a concept. And then the next phase of the process, we would down select those. And then we would say, for example, we would give you $50,000 to give us a prototype. And it's just a continued sort of a sprint process within the procurement space that down selects to be able to give you an option that can meet your need and scale at the magnitude at which you need it. But you're trying it before you buy the entire solution, which I think is really important. Additionally, because there's minimal investment upfront for the contractor community, what we're trying to do is tap into the non-traditional partners, right? The Silicon Valleys and, and those small businesses who may not have a lot of money upfront to invest, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars to put a proposal together. But, you know, they can maybe for $25,000 give us an idea. And then we can just incrementally keep paying for that and building upon that. And so that is something that we've seen a tremendous amount of success in using that approach. Oh, amazing. Yeah, there's definitely lots of uh, great thinking out there, especially like with academia. Is academia something that you guys are looking at for that as well? Oh, my God, Amy, yes. We just recently last year, we awarded a very novel contract to support our office in the office of the chief procurement officer at IRS. And it is a triad partnership of procurement executives within my office, a small business out of Fairfax and academia. And the intent is to use, look at the federal government at procurement data in total. There's so much rich data out there. And how do we use that data to leverage to make better decisions? An example of a product that recently has come out of that partnership is a web app that will predict the contract award date based off of multiple different factors. So it looks at how long it takes for contracts to be awarded, not only at the IRS, but across the federal government in total. We input a couple of different factors, and then it will tell us with about 30 days accuracy of when that contract would be awarded, as opposed to the traditional methods that we have historically used. And so really just leveraging that brain power of academia and students of machine learning and automation intelligence and then using that with a technology platform where we can make better decisions. Wow, amazing. So even uh, you have that opportunity to kind of spread the wealth, I guess, across to other agencies and kind of like best practices in that regard so they don't have to you know, keep getting bogged down by, by their own issues when you guys are solving them. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I think the acquisition community across the federal government is really great about sharing tools and technology and ideas so that we don't have to reinvent the wheel we have just recently created an automated review tool within procurement, and we're briefing the Treasury, all the Treasury bureaus coming up to see if it's something that they are interested in. And as we write the follow-on contracts, we are opening up the aperture and putting in additional line items that would allow others to actually use that contract. So it's trying to build that right up front in the contract so that we can share that wealth with others. Wow, awesome. So IRS, obviously, over the past year has been pretty, uh, I guess, involved in the pandemic-related effects with uh, the stimulus checks and kind of the sudden demands with 
everything that went into that. So how have, how has your office kind of approached that side of things from a technology standpoint? Well, it's interesting. Some of the things that we have done to support the economic impact payment, for example, that the IRS has been sending out is that we, we, the organization, the IRS knew that there would be quite a few questions, right? Where is my payment? And my staff worked very closely with the business unit and we were able to award a contract within five days for a call center to answer those types of questions, right? And we helped craft the requirement. We helped them with all of the documentation and the paperwork to where we were able to let a vendor know what our needs were so that they could properly then come in and not only support the IRS, but really answer the important questions to the American taxpayer, which is where is my refund. Amazing. So you did mention a little bit about emerging technologies, how you guys are thinking about automation. When you joined us at our AI Gov event a couple of weeks ago, you talked about this significantly as far as AI in procurement. So there's a lot of promises in some of these technologies, especially for procurement. So how is IRS approaching these opportunities? How are you thinking about it kind of long-term? Long-term, what I did as part of the transformation that I mentioned earlier, our game-changing journey that we've embarked on is we've created an acquisition research and technology division. And that division solely looks internally in my procurement team. And so instead of buying technologies for all of our customers, we're now focused on ourselves and what technologies do we need to do our job better, faster, and more efficient, right? What are the areas where there are high touch actions that we can reduce those and let automation do them? You know, there are instances of where I tell my team, I don't want to teach folks how to do certain actions. I want to have a technology that can do that for them because I want them to be experts in procurement, a master of their craft in procurement, and that they are focused on innovation and critical thinking and ensuring that we are good stewards of the taxpayers' dollars and not just sitting at a computer, putting in information or gathering information that, I, that a system or tool could do for us. Awesome. And considering the federal IT landscape overall, and especially since with some of your initiatives that you just described, you're kind of involved in you know, spreading the wealth to other agencies, what are you most looking forward to in, in federal IT and procurement in the coming months? I think that what I'm most excited about is us creating opportunities to bring in new innovative thoughts through the procurement process, right? There's an expectation that the federal procurement organizations act like commercial businesses, yet there are some constraints around that. But what I'm most excited about is how do we tap into the goodness that's out in industry, right? We don't just rely on someone to do some type of a Google search as part of their market research, but that we help with a more robust opportunity of making sure that the industry and our business partners understand what our requirements are, and that they are being, bringing to us the best solutions to meet our customers' needs. And I think that we are positioned very well to be that interface between our business partners and our industry partners. Amazing. So if you were to think back um, over your career so far, you know, defense and, and now IRS and looking ahead into the future, what, what do you think would be your, I guess, mission accomplished summation that you would put into your own words? Wow, that's a big one. I have so many opportunities and so many great memories of different things that I've done throughout my career. I think that the, the main legacy that I would like to leave behind is really just being known to support my team and being, being that cheerleader for them 
right? I mentioned procurement is a really stressful job and a stressful profession, and it's often a thankless job. But making sure that my team has the resources that they need to do their job, that they know I've got their back, and that we are viewed not only as one team, one procurement, but that we are actually viewed as a family to each other. And I think as a leader, that's something that would be very honorable is that they viewed me as part of their work family. Awesome. I'm sure as you're doing all those recruiting and modernization efforts, you know, it'll be very, I guess, beneficial to advocate for joining that family. We're getting ready to hire 80 people. 80. And in the office of the chief procurement officer. And so if anybody wants to work for a dynamic organization where there are so many opportunities, please feel free to look on USA Jobs and call one of us if you want to talk about what the opportunities are as well. Amazing. I'll definitely look out for that and kind of uh, see even within my own network who would be interested in joining the family. Thanks. Thanks so much, Shanna. It was great to chat with you about some of the IRS tech and procurement initiatives. And I'm really fascinated to hear your background and kind of where things are, are headed in that arena. So thanks so much for sharing your perspectives. Thanks, Amy. GovCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to our website. And please, if you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving us a review in iTunes. We continue to strive to help you connect with federal IT's top decision makers. Thanks for listening.